Chapter 1 Fermin was furious. Never to be an ant again, he moaned, slogging alone through cold and incessant rain, a great distance from his old haven, the Hanging Stones. Or a bird, or any form I took before Elamere's demise at the hands of Pascal. I adored changing into creatures when Elamere was master of Kirindom, ruling the magic. I miss Grunums and Volodons and Srakes, defenders of his realm, and Urgals, who dominated Kirins. He laughed a trifling laugh. <laughs> Life was worth living then. Pascal Parody. Mascal Maradi, he thought, has destroyed all powers in Elamere's disciples, like me. I'm a common scavenging soul, a drifter, a lowly hermit. Hundreds of years with Elamere did not prepare me for this. Fermin hated the way things had turned out. Pascal escaping from prison to overthrow her brother, her followers displacing his. It rankled, beset, and enraged him. Carrying on a meager existence, he couldn't banish it from his brain, and didn't want to. Day and night, revenge was on his mind. What would Elamere do, he wondered, trying to formulate a plan. Resentment and weariness clouding his head, he could think of nothing else. I've stayed away from the Hanging Stones, the stronghold of Kirin magic, since all of us were evicted. I've had little contact with my confreres. I'm worse off than a normal Kirin, who has a home, family, and friends. I lived like a king, basking in the glory of the Magnificent One, a favorite of the Illustrious One, the greatest magician of all time. To make things worse, I'm aging. For the first time in eons, Baron, the long-life magic of magicians, delayed it for centuries. I'm stiffer, weaker, more wrinkled than ever, and every day it's getting worse. Each day, in his threadbare gown, he foraged for food. He pilfered bird's eggs, or tried to. He sometimes got away with it, but was more commonly pecked and heckled by angry mothers. Never settling down, he moved from tree hole to squirrel's nest with his paltry bag of belongings, eternally on the lookout for danger. He had nothing. He was nothing. And he blamed it all on Pascal. Every evening he searched for a place to relax, and nighttime was torture. Tossing and turning in whatever cramped hollow he'd found, he seldom rested peacefully. He drifted off, but sleep was fretful and dominated by recurring dreams. In one, Pascal was hung from rafters, forced to watch her followers on the floor be ground to smithereens. In another, a shadowy Elamere returned from the dead, challenging Pascal's leadership and chopping her to ribbons with a glittering sword. Waking up gleefully, he'd soon remember his wretched predicament, and misery would well up anew. He began talking to himself in two voices, his own and Elamere's. He conversed with Elamere 
He argued with Elamere, he pleaded with Elamere, and with Elamere increasingly dominating his mind, the line between them began to blur. One day, he crossed it. No longer fair mean, he was Elamere. And that felt better. Everything had a different outlook. Even his measly existence was tolerable. Nothing can touch me, he thought. I'm master of Kirindom. One morning, foraging miserably for food, an idea came to him, and it seemed a good one. It led to a plan, and he thought of it constantly, fine-tuning it day by day until he was convinced it would work. Poking incessantly through debris, he even located a metallic object that could be key to his success. On a particularly humiliating day, tramping through cold and rain, jeered and pursued by robins, he'd finally had enough. Finding a dry place of refuge, he sat down and came to a decision. I'll carry out my scheme. It will place Kieran's everywhere in peril. That, he chuckled with dark satisfaction, <laughs> will ravage Pascal's regime. He reveled in his plan. I'll punish her who has so utterly punished me. The following morning, he set off. Trudging along, he was elated. I'm Elamere. I'm invincible, and soon I'll exact revenge. It was a long journey for an old Kieran, taking several days. But eventually, there he was, at the Hanging Stones the seat of Kieran magic for the entire world. He knew exactly where to go. Near the immense stones was a trench leading to a tunnel. Entering it, he came to a spiral staircase and began descending, making his way down, down, and down, passing entrances to dark corridors until nearly reaching the bottom. There, a passageway led to the chamber he sought. Entering and meeting no one, he plodded along until that great room, the Chamber of Noan, was in sight. He waited in the dark, energetic Kirins from Pascal's new regime bustling by in the corridor between him and the bright chamber. A few went into the room, attending to the very machine that was his target. Observing it all, he grew more eager by the moment. Finally, traffic slackened. Edging his way forward, he leaned into the tunnel and looked both ways. No one was coming. He crossed the hallway quickly and entered the chamber. Having dwelled in this complex for centuries, he was well acquainted with it. Approaching the huge apparatus, he knew precisely what to do. He reached into his bag and pulled out the square metallic plate he had found earlier among debris. Holding it in both hands and stretching his arms as high as they could reach, he positioned the plate in the path of the scintillating beam. Vibrating and shaking, the metal grew warm, then hot, and holding it there took all his resolve. Aware of what was occurring throughout the world, he wanted to shriek with delight, but remained quiet so he wouldn't attract attention. Though the plate was burning his skin, he didn't move a finger. He was a genius. He was Elamere. He was galling and demolishing Pascal. 
Not knowing how long he remained there, he reveled in every moment, exhilaration in every bone, understanding precisely what was happening. A black-clad disciple of Pascal stepped through the doorway. What are you doing? he cried. Get away from there! He hastened toward Fermin, who pushed him to the ground with one hand and held the plate in the beam with the other. Jumping up, the disciple ran to the door. Quick! Help! I need help! Three others in black robes appeared, one the red-haired Runagar, and they rushed toward Fermin. Wild-eyed, he screamed, Long live Adamair! Seizing him, they wrestled him to the floor, wresting the plate from his blistering grasp. They glanced up at the machine. He's interrupted the spell, said one. Why would anyone do that? Is the energy flowing again? Renegar got to his feet to inspect it. It is, but it was halted. And they all knew what that meant. It was catastrophic. The beam that generated the most important magic in Kirindom, the spell of Noan, had temporarily been shut off. During an ancient dispute with humans, Kirin magicians had created the apparatus to generate a spell of invisibility, and then cast the spell over their entire race. Kirins had long since depended on it to conceal themselves from their giant rivals. Halting the energy had suspended that spell. During the time of the shutdown, every Kirin on Earth had been visible to human beings. The only good thing is that it was brief, said Ranagar. We must inform Pascal. We'll take the traitor to her. Getting to their feet, they pulled Fermin to his. Who are you? demanded Ranagar. Elamere, he said to their utter astonishment. And my trials are over, he cackled. Ah, <laughs> yours? Just beginning. While Fermin was interfering with the spell, something unanticipated occurred. Something fortunate for him, but unfortunate indeed for all other Kirins. Maintaining the plate in the potent beam, his searing hands became a conductor, a vehicle transmitting a trace of magic back into him. Unbeknownst to Fermin, Pascal, or anyone else, he thereby regained a tiny measure of his once formidable powers. Deep beneath the hanging stones, seated in a high-backed chair on the dais of the Hall of the Magicians, Pascal wore a golden crown, a dark band about the middle. Her face was exquisite and chiseled, her hair shimmering silver. On her head was a golden crown with a halo of white light, and in her left hand, a glowing scepter. Flanked by six guards, Fermin stood before her, gazing ahead, beady-eyed, his gray gown disheveled, scorched hands bound behind his back. The hall was filled with Pascal's illustrious followers, all seated in their places, and to a Kirin they were distressed. I don't know him well, said Pascal, but while I was confined, he visited me with some frequency. His name is Fermin. He was one of Elamer's favorites. One of his what? scoffed Fermin. I am Elamer. You're a villainous wretch, exclaimed a disciple. Why did you do it? Fermin stood silent, unflinching. Take him below, said Pascal. 
imprison him as my dead brother did us. The guards ushered the unresisting prisoner toward a hole with a ladder leading to the caverns below. Two guards descended, the others untying his hands, which were an angry red. Climb down, said a guard. Fermin did, paying no attention to the stinging in his hands, the guards disappearing into the hole after him. You'll have a mountain of ills to deal with, he cried from below, then cackled. Ah, more than you can ever handle. Long live Elamere! Pascal was pale, the ravings becoming farther and quieter, and eventually fading away. Deranged, she said in a low voice. While the spell was interrupted, any Kieran near a human might have been seen and not known it. In our long history, nothing like this has occurred. Shifting nervously, her followers glanced at one another. Can't we find out what's happened in the outside world? asked one. I'll contact Speckerin, she said. My friend and the clan magician I know best. It was a quiet summer's day in the domain of the Yorl and Mogur Kirins, tree dwellers in the central part of North America. Speckerin was a magician to the Yorls, living in Rogalanon, a towering majestic oak. His apartment was carved into one of its larger branches, his door opening onto the gathering platform. Puttering about his dwelling, bare feet projecting beyond the hem of his long yellow gown, he was bored. The fire dimmed from his dark green eyes. Nothing's happened, he thought, since our return two years ago from the Great Expedition. He ambled toward the workbench to straighten it up, and something bright caught his eye. The star-shaped instrument Pascal had given him to enable contact between them was vibrating and blinking with white light. Having never seen this happen, he realized it was coming to life. As he picked it up, its mirrored surface dissolved and her face appeared, her features elegant, her hair alive with silver-white light. She spoke in a gentle voice. There you are. I've missed you. We've been busy here and I haven't had to contact you until now. He stared into the instrument. When first returning home, he'd wondered whether she'd contact him. He wanted her to. With ample time to reflect, he'd marveled at the events of the Great Voyage, but as time passed and she didn't make contact, he'd given up hope. A malcontent stole into our citadel, said Pascal, and disrupted the spell of Noan. We know not for how long. Noan, uttered Speckerin. Who? Fermin, a follower of Alamere. Has anything unusual happened in your forest? The old magician shook his head. I'm not aware of anything. I'll ask my clan. To contact me, hold this instrument and speak my name. I'll be there. For now, I bid farewell. Her image faded, and the mirrored surface returned. Hands trembling, he put the device down, dumbfounded that he'd been speaking with the guardian magician all the way from the hanging stones, and by her news. I must confer with Duan, he thought. As in the old days, we'll call for a meeting of the two clans. Tonight. All the Yorls and Mogers were present, waiting anxiously on the gathering platforms and in nearby branches of Rogalanon. 
No meeting had been called so hastily since Elamere's agents of doom roamed the forest. The evening was cool, and a fire was burning at the center of the floor. The Yorls wore light brown garments, the Mogers pale yellow. All had bare feet. Speckerin and Duan, magician to the Moger clan, stood before the crowd, firelight flickering on their faces. Raising his arms, Speckerin called for attention. The guardian magician has contacted me from the Hanging Stones. The onlookers gazed in astonishment. The spell of Noan, he said, was tampered with, interrupted. Uh, Is it working again? asked one. That was not mentioned, he said. Humans do not frequent these woods, but I must ask you, were any sighted today? Looking at one another, those in the crowd shook their heads. Uh, No, said one, and without the spell of Noan, (laughs) thank goodness. I sincerely hope Kieran's everywhere are safe, said the old magician. But, he thought, I fear troublesome incidents will come to light.